Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. We thank you for your tangible presence in our midst. Again, as we go into your word, shepherd of our soul, we've made the choice to listen for your voice. Help us now. Lead us into your word. Anoint me afresh. Help me speak as I should, indeed as an oracle of God. I pray you put the same unction and anointing upon the ears and the hearts of everyone that will hear me. Those who are physically present here, as well as those who will be hearing me remotely, electronically, so that your word will flow freely, Father, from you, through me, to your people, to do an internal and eternal work in every heart, including my own. In particular, Father, to cause our wills to become more humble, minds to be more enlightened with revelation knowledge, emotions to be more tempered and controlled by the power of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I further pray as I speak, the power of the Spirit of God be released in great as well as insufficient measure to back these words and follow them wherever they are heard and released in all the earth. Power that will heal, power that will deliver, power that will break yokes and free men so that they will become doers of these things which they hear and are hearers only. I further pray for mercy to be faithful, to deliver this word with precision, redeem the time and say only what you want me to say bringing out of the treasure of this word things new and old as a scribe instructed unto the kingdom in jesus wonderful name we pray and all those in agreement with me receiving every blessing i mentioned in their individual lives in uh, that i mentioned in their individual all agreed individually and said we're going to continue keep playing that very quietly in the background that's a great song There are some of these anointed songs that came over the years, some as far back two, three hundred years ago, some more contemporary. And um, God watches over His Word to perform it. When they sing songs that touch His heart, His presence shows up. Always. Today we're going to continue our study on the dynasty of David overcoming rebellion and today we are going to focus primarily on the character of Adonijah even though we will say a few things about Solomon and then we'll continue with Solomon in full bloom uh, next week or my next uh, uh, teaching on this it's crucial for every Christian to understand that we are living in the time of the dynasty, the spiritual dynasty of David. Let me correct myself on that. We are living in the time in which the dynasty of David in the church is imminent. Because what we have experienced hitherto has been the uh, spiritual kingship of Saul. Saul represents the Pentecostal denominational system. God has used it, still using it, 
but it's not his perfect will. The primary difference between Saul and David is that David was a man after God's own who was willing to do all, with the emphasis on the word all, the will of God. Saul, on the other hand, did the will of God to a degree, but he didn't do it all, particularly in the killing of the Amalekites, which is a type of the flesh. And it's very rampant today. Hardly anywhere you go, they'll tell you always hear this, oh, well, we're still in the flesh. Well, as long as we're in the flesh, we can never be perfect, which is directly contrary to what the Scripture says when it says, you know, uh, having therefore these promises daily below, let us cleanse ourselves from all. It didn't say some, it said all. You know, and so many places in the Bible, it says, I see so are we in this world. You know, if you keep his word, verily is the law of God in us perfected. That, 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 that uh, uh, statement or that belief is directly contrary to the New Testament scriptures and is based on human experience and the fact that men don't really want to do all the will of God. You know, this may surprise you, uh, you know, and it should shock you, but it's true. You know, most people don't even want to be perfect. They don't even want to. <laughs> you know why? You know, they enjoy sin too much. They still enjoy some of the things that they do. The Bible says, love not the world. There are things that are in the world. Some people still love the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, the pride of life. And they don't want to upset that apple cart. They, they, they still want to, you know, uh, indulge. And they can always use the excuse, well, we're still in the flesh. And nobody can overcome the flesh. But uh, uh, God's going to change that. The second thing about the soul system is that it creates an artificial uh, uh, church growth system in the form of branches. When people, you know, set up a branch, just like you open uh, a, a franchise like Kentucky Fried Chicken or McDonald's. So, okay, I want to go to Ibadan, so I go and set up a branch there. Now, uh, he has to post a man there. They have to send somebody there. Now, sometimes the person could actually be anointed and called, which is a good thing, but many times it's not. And that's equivalent to the system that we had under Saul or under the kingship system, which was a biological monarchy. In other words, the next king must be one of the sons of the present king, whether he's called of God or not, anointed or not, suitable or not. And, and God never wanted that. That was why Mo Joshua was not the son of Moses. And God told them, I don't want you to do that. But they insisted, so God gave them a king. And then he said, well, let me help you. If your king will do this, when he becomes king, he should write a copy of this law, you know, and he should read it every day, and he should say it with his mouth and pray. He said, then, you know, uh, he, will, he will learn to fear God, and he will, his heart will not be lifted up above his brethren, you know. He should not multiply wives to himself. He should not multiply horses to himself. He should not multiply gold and silver to himself. It is a sad commentary of uh, the history of Israel and the church that this has not been obeyed. In the history of Israel, we find that majority of the kings were bad. We had a few good ones, Hezekiah, Jehoshaphat, Josiah, I think Amaziah, I can't remember very well, you know, uh, of course, David, uh, Solomon will give Solomon half mark, <laughs> you know, all the rest were bad. A exonerating God. God said, don't do this thing. But God had put a system into it. If they had obeyed that thing, even though they did the biological monarchy, 
if each king obeyed God, he would have then been automatically a part of the spiritual dynasty. So God had known that the biological would not work. So he instituted a Davidic spiritual dynasty, you know, that uh, uh, Jesus Christ exemplified. And from Christ, he was going to bring out a whole uh, 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 new uh, uh, series of kings. But they're going to be spiritual kings, like I spoke about during the Bible study. We are now in, 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 in approaching the, uh, let me say the way Jesus said it, the hour is coming and now is. That's the best way to say it. It's imminent. You know, where the Davidic, the, the David type of kingship is going to come in the church. Hitherto, what we've seen is a Saul kind of kingship characterized by the things that I just mentioned. And because of this, they're excelling characters that are prominent or that featured in the account, scriptural account of the life of David that represents people who succumbed to certain types of spiritual forces, you know, that caused them to be the characters that they became and behave in the way that they, they, they did. It behoves us now as New Testament Christians as we make this transition from a Saul type of kingship to a David type of kingship to a Davidic dynasty, a Davidic spiritual dynasty for us to learn about these characters so that we can find out why they failed and so we don't follow their example. And then the good ones, we copy their example so that we can follow the example so that we can fulfill our prophetic destinies. Many Christians don't realize this. Every child of God, every human being for that matter, has a spiritual destiny that has been ordained by God that is written inside the scriptures. Revelation chapter 22 verse 19 so that if any man you know, if he doesn't keep the words of this, uh, takes away from the word of this book, is that his part shall be taken away from the book of life. Every human being has a part in the book of life originally. Now, if he doesn't fulfill it, it will be removed. His part can be taken away from the holy city. And then his part can be taken away from the things that are written in this book. So, there is something written in the Bible for everybody. And it behoves you and I to dig into the Bible through prayer, and, 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 and acting on God's word to find out what these things are and to fulfill them. Now, turn with me firstly in your Bible to Romans chapter 15, verse 4. The very familiar scripture should be in the light of these prophetic teachings. It says, for whatsoever, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Things were written aforetime were written for our learning. So turn to your neighbor and say, everything you read in the Bible, everything you read in the life of David, in the Davidic dynasty, was written for your learning. That we, through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. This is a great, and it's in the New Testament. This is where one of the big mistakes are, some of our faith Word of faith people make, oh, well, the Old Testament is not important, you know. Uh, um, God's done away with the Old Testament, you know, in, and Jesus has said he's finished, you know, God has put away the law, you know. Well, it's true, he's put away the ceremonial observances of the law, since we don't have to go to Jerusalem every uh, three times a year, we don't have to make any animal sacrifices 
for our sins. Sure, all that's been put away, but not the Word of God. The Word of God was never put away. We're supposed to learn from the Word of God according to the Scripture. So right now, we're studying the character Adonijah. Last time we looked at Absalom. Absalom was one of David's sons. Uh, sadly, David didn't bring that, his children up properly. We're going to see that more today. You know, and um, to cut a long story short, you know, he, he had all kinds of... Absalom had a terrible heart. He wasn't like his dad at all. You know, he, 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 he held a grudge against his brother. What his brother did was very wrong. He raped his sister, you know, and he planned, you know, to murder his brother. He murdered him, fled to Gasha, where his mom came from, spent about two or three years there, then came back, you know, and then David didn't see him. He got angry because of that. Then he went to burn the fields of Joab. Joab takes him to David and begs on his behalf. David accepts him back. Then he plans rebellion against his dad. And he almost kills his own father. It was just the mercy of God that kept David. Absalom would have killed him. If Absalom had listened to the counsel of Ahithophel, David would have been killed that day. But God, David had prayed that God should turn the counsel of Ahithophel, and God turned it by sending Hushai, uh, David's friend, who now advised Absalom in a different manner, and said, look, let's build up our forces before we go after your dad, because your dad is a warrior. They'll be hiding in some place. They'll be able to, you know, surprise us, you know. And he listened to that. God turning the case to counsel Ahithophel. And by that, David was saved. And David was able to come back. Absalom died in the ensuing civil war. His hair was cut, was caught in a branch. And Joab saw him, and Joab was angry. And rightly so. Rightly so, you know, and he uh, killed him with three uh, uh, spears, javelins. David started weeping for Absalom, which was a wrong thing to do, you know, and uh, everybody was feeling ashamed, and uh, Joab had to confront David. Now, in this, Joab was wrong. We're going to see this as we go on today. No matter what David did, he didn't have a right to confront David the way he did. The Bible said, rebuke not an elder. And didn't put any condition there. <laughs> Just said, don't do it. He should have entreated him. He could have said the same thing by saying, ah, David, I understand. You know, I myself, I love Absalom. I was the one that brought Absalom back. I was the one that brought that, you know, that, you know. So I, I know how you're feeling. I know how you're feeling. You know, but it was necessary for Absalom to die. Look at all the innocent people who have died. Please, don't be angry. Be comforted. God has delivered. You know, David would have listened to him. He could have said the same thing in a nicer way. But he said it as a threat. He said it in rebellion. And it's a lesson all of us need to learn. No matter how justified you are in what you are saying, you must entreat. If he's an elder. He said, rebuke not an elder. He had no right to rebuke David. He rebuked David and threatened him with a worse rebellion. David listened, but what Joab did was very wrong. You know, there are other characters that we're going to be looking at as God helps us. You know, we're going to look at Nathan. You know, Nathan also knew David's weaknesses. 
you know, but he didn't take advantage of it. He didn't use that to, he didn't throw it in David's face. He wasn't rude to David. He did not rebuke David. He corrected him when he was wrong, but he didn't, he, he wasn't rude to him. Joab was downright rude and rebellious. And two wrongs never make a right. Yes, David was wrong, but what Joab did was also wrong. And I tell you something about God, folks. You know, God doesn't forget. Especially if you don't repent of that attitude. You know, and we're going to see that today. So let's now begin to look at Adonijah. First Kings chapter 1. First Kings. This is good stuff, folks. This, this is the meat of the Bible. You know, a lot of people don't know, you know, a lot of people don't go deep into these things. And therefore, they make the same mistakes these guys are making. They don't realize that scripture is talking about them. There is a that's Adonijah. No, it's you. <laughs> and me. Now, as I said, it's written for our learning. First uh, uh, Kings chapter 1. And uh, we're going to, the first five verses, I'm not going to read them. I'm going to read the first verse and then I'll just summarize. It says, Now King David was old and stricken in years, and they had covered him with clothes, but he got no heat. David wasn't old. He was only 70. But years of lack of self-control with women had seeped into his system. You can now understand what I shared with us during the Bible study. It says if you commit fornication, you sin against your own body. You weaken your own body. This is what happened to David. He was only 70 years old. But, you know, as a young boy, by the time David was 30, he already had three wives. What are you doing with that? For heaven's sake. Anyway, that's what he did. You know, so by the time he was 70, all his, his physical strength had abated, you know. Or he wasn't like Caleb. At 85, Caleb was stronger than he was when he was 45. He couldn't get any heat, you know. You, you know, his, his body, they needed to start covering him. To cut a long story short... You know, they, uh, they said, okay, you know, he's old. He wasn't really old. He was 70, but he wasn't old. I shared with us the other day, you know, God expect, God has made available, not expects. He has made available to us for us to lead up to 120. The correct thing is not 70 or 80. That, again, comes from not reading the Bible properly. People are, oh, you know, the years is a liar, 70 or 80. Uh -uh. Reading his context. He was talking about the people who perished in the wilderness because of their disobedience. And in Genesis chapter 6, verse 3, the Bible says, Our days are 120. Anyway, so, so he still had 50 years. It was only 70. So he wasn't old. But he was old relatively, you know. Stricken in years. So they said, look, let's get a young girl. And they know he likes girls. <laughs> David. You know, so they look for a young um, Abishag. You know, a fair young virgin, you know, said, Lord, let her stay with him and be covering his and sleep with him in the bed so that he will have heat, you know, and it will help him. You know, well, they did it and the girl came and looked after him, you know, and all that. But David never had sex with her. Uh, he had learned his lesson, but too late. Alas, alas. He had learned his lesson. I, I wish he had done this when he was 30. 
You wouldn't have fallen into this. Turn to your neighbor and say, it is written for our learning. Hmm. Now, he has a son. Verse 5. Then Adonijah, the son of Haggith, exalted himself. What does God say to people who exalt themselves? They will be humble. Don't do that thing. We'll see as we go on. Exalted himself, saying, I will be king. And, I, and he prepared him for, and he prepared him chariots and horsemen, watch it again, Pastor Gwega, and 50 men to run. Exactly what Absalom did. That is why it was Bill Britton that brought this out. I read in his book, Eagle Saints Arise, and some of his other books. I can't remember exactly which one. You know, and it struck me, and I checked it, I researched it, and prayed about it. You know, it represents the Pentecostal anointing. That's why it's 50. And it all, you see, the purpose of Pentecost, hear me and hear me well, dearly beloved brethren, is to take us into tabernacles. We're not to camp there. You camp in Pentecost after a while, if you, if you don't look into the deeper things of God, it's that anointing will get corrupted. And then you exalt yourself. Then you have 50 men running before you. Observe our Pentecostal preachers and pastors today. Some of the most outstanding, there's the, word, the correct word is not outstanding, the correct word is glaring. The glaring faults are pride, title loving. Have you noticed? 50 men to run before them. You know, in our, in the, I mean, because, ah, you know, yeah, you know, pride is such a, is, is, is endemic. Everybody who likes titles, position, that's why they're always fighting in dominations. Everybody's trying to get close to Geo. When I say Geo, I'm just talking as a gen, generic term, not a particular person. You know, want to go get, get, um, get close to the senior pastor, the general, so that they can post him to a good place. You know, all this is all the 50. 50. Now, verse 6 is one of the most important verses in this teachings we're, gonna, we're, we're involved in. And his father had not displeased him at any time in saying, why hast thou done so? He was also a very goodly man, very handsome. And his mother bare him after Absalom. Him and Absalom, same mother. You can see the same characteristics. You know? Now, I'm going to read this uh, in some other translations so that you get it. I like the message. This, look at what the message says. His father has spoiled him rotten as a child. Never once reprimanding him. Beside that, he was very good looking. And next in line after Absalom. That's why he felt he should be king. Absalom, my brother, is dead. Now, it's my, it's, you know, Emilokon. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But it's the Bible. <laughs> I will just leave it like that. No comment. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I didn't say, thus said the Lord, though. <laughs> I know people are going to start quoting me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, transcendent life in Christ. 
Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website, spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.